This is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life. Welcome to episode 169. Everywhere you go, there you are. Dadgum, if that's not the truth. It really hit me hard this week. Can't get away from yourself? I cannot do it. Everywhere I go, there I am. Every new thing I try, there's the old habits and the old tendencies sneaking up on me. I feel like that saying is pretty true for children. Like, everywhere I go, there they are. But No, that's not what I'm talking about. I know, but uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, turn right. around, and there they are. But when you do it to yourself, it's like, you really can't get away. Okay, it kind of reminds me of if I was struggling with a difficult round of my hormonal cycle. Yeah. And you were feeling a bit sorry for yourself. And I mm-hmm. said, sorry for you. Sorry for me. I really can't get away from this. <laughs> yeah. It's been a few years. I really do feel like... A daily probiotic has helped to balance some of those hormonal issues. Mm-hmm. Just saying. This episode's brought to you by our four mood probiotics. You know what? I'm dropping it now, Tim, because I don't know later if I'm going to want to do the spiel. You're the boss. I know. So, okay, here's the deal. Everywhere you go, there you are. I feel like this is really true when someone maybe is struggling with a partner. And they just keep running into the same problems because everywhere they go there, they are reflecting back the same issues or Abraham talks about it in the terms of floors. They said, if you just stop thinking about floors, we could have a perfectly good floor, but everywhere Mm -hmm. you go, there you are. And you're talking about the floors and you're worried about the floors. And I do feel like I reached this breaking point uh, this week where I was like, man, what gives? And then I realized that for sure, everywhere I go, there I am. (laughs) And what I'm saying is, maybe we stop running away from the tendencies or the desired outcome or whatever it is and just stop and be okay with who we are. Just stop the chasing and stop the striving just for a moment, not indefinitely, not forever, not for the whole year, but just for a moment, because I do feel like we can really burn ourselves out by expecting the destination to be different when really it's the same habits, same places, same faces, because we have not really changed. It reminds me of our daughter who was sick and tired of us making her learn math and writing and crap. And so she said, I want to go back to school. That's a direct quote, right? Probably. Yeah. And now she's kind of frustrated because they're making her learn math and writing and crap at school. (laughs) (laughs) Everywhere she goes, there she is. And, oh, also you were telling me a story about a guy. Maybe you should tell it, but the guy who's made millions from NFTs. You were listening to an interview. Yeah. um, Someone I follow on Twitter shared a link of this guy, and he was sharing his story of how he went from a college student to $100,000 in value, net worth. No, $100 million in value. I was going to say, my eyeballs didn't pop out this yeah. time. I think you said that number wrong. Say I it did again. say it wrong. He went from zero to $100 million Okay, now in, my eyeballs are popping. Worth. Yeah. Um, and he laid out how he did it, and there were some interesting ways that he went about it. But the interviewer was asking, you know, they were excited about how he did it, and could they? I think they were thinking, could they replicate it? But what I got from his story was I went from a college student broke to a hundred million dollars and 
I think he sold some of it to get some sort of steady income so he could quit everything, school everything, and travel the world for a year. And what he found was the money was just a number and that... Travel got old eventually. Travel got old. (laughs) And he ended up getting right back into the same business he started with of just trading crypto because he enjoyed that. Yeah, you said he was feeling unfulfilled. Yeah. And I was just like laughing to myself you shared also that he had been offered 150 million dollars for one single nft yeah and he's like nah i don't really want it i'd rather have the nft yeah and i was just laughing thinking about that this pursuit we all have of thinking somewhere out there is this dollar amount or this lifestyle that if only i could have that then i'd be happy Mm -hmm. but it turns out that everywhere you go (laughs) there you are (laughs) and whatever nudges you bothers you gets you stirred and moving at this level of your life will probably continue to do so at any other level as well yeah thinking about how you say that wherever you go there you are in some ways i could see that have a negative connotation like you can't get away from yourself no matter what choices you make you're still going to be there but for me that's comforting like i can't mess it up like I'm not gonna I think it's more about if you like where you're heading or if you don't like I was kind of tired of my own bs this week yeah um we're working on an nft project together Mm -hmm. uh we are continuing to grow lifted in fact we've been very what's the word arduous this month of (laughs) can you define that word for me (laughs) no okay don't no I go on uh, I was gonna say aggressive but that just doesn't feel right either but determined ambitious we've set some goals and we're working towards them for yeah, lifted. For sure. Uh, we've got this NFT business. I've been working on my passion project that is fine jewelry design, a namesake line, Sylvia Hall Jewelry. Having a really good time and also running up against some obstacles, some qualifiers, if you will. And I just had that feeling of I was maybe running away from one thing mm-hmm. to avoid it. And yet. Well, well the irony is that. Um... We both have high ex- high expectations for Lifted because we believe in it. We believe it's not like we have to do this, even though sometimes I act like that. Mm-hmm. It's that we know it has the potential and we believe that we can do more. We can help more people. We know that. Right. And we want to do that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it gets frustrating, I think we both have the approach then we're doing something wrong because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be fun. So we created these passion projects that were fun. Then I found myself, and maybe you brought a light to it, uh, you're not having fun in the passion project. <laughs> you're doing the same thing you do in other projects where you're getting frustrated because it's not doing whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's when we took a step back and was like, then what would make it fun? Right. Yes. And I think, as you said, everywhere you go, there you are, is either exciting and comforting or it's a little bit of a kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. It just depends, really, if you like which way you're heading and what you're going after and what you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. If you like your current uh, endeavors or if you don't and I think for us we did find that it was somewhat of a wake-up call that there's nothing to okay it's like that song don't run away from something mm-hmm. run towards something yeah and I think in some ways we have a tendency to run away from what we don't want mm-hmm. and I think this episode hopefully just serves as a reminder to run towards what you do want and to allow that pull to guide you as your next steps of what you're doing in your life. 
because everywhere you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. You are, it's almost like an episode on self-love and and self-reflection and self-care because you are the buddy that you will be with. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of last night. We were watching the Chiefs game. (laughs) It was really intense. Mm -hmm. There was screaming. Mm -hmm. There was cursing. Mm -hmm. There were tears. Yeah. Our daughter did not like she our intensity. Like we, we lovingly invited her to exit the room, but she said she couldn't. She needed to watch it. <laughs> so shortly after the game, she had a stomach ache. And I knew for certain, because I've studied this stuff enough, that it was a conflict resolution. She had been stressed and tense, and then this is her body saying, I'm going to work through this. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, tell yourself that, uh, you know, I'm sorry that I wasn't there for you, that I betrayed you for a moment, that I made you feel like you weren't alone. And she gave me this crazy look like, I, there for you, you are not alone. Like, like there's not two selves. Mm. But in that moment, it felt very right. And I still stand by that, that we abandon ourselves. It's like, it's complex and it's Mm -hmm. deep. But essentially, I do believe we do that. We split from who we really are and it causes a lot of suffering. And that when you come back to who you really are and you say, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you in the way that I should have been. Sorry, I left for a moment or a year (laughs) or however long, Mm -hmm. but I'm back now and I'm here with you. And I feel like that is the ultimate alignment of telling yourself that I have your back. I'm Mm. here for you. I'm here with you and you're not alone. Yeah, there's, that's really interesting. I didn't know you told her that last night. Um, (laughs) thinking about that gap of that separation that you create, like thinking about why we do that. Why do, why do we, I don't know, do we lose focus on, on what we want? I think it's a coping mechanism. To separate yourself from yourself? Yes. Hmm. Life gets hard. Humaning is hard. Humaning is scary. And your biology knows this is wrong. Yeah. Well, your biology knows that it's like a protective to keep you alive. Mm. So there's times where you, it's called disassociation yeah. where you separate from who you really are mm-hmm. for even a moment or longer. And I think that a lot of the dis-ease, the lack of ease in our mm-hmm. body um, stems from that emotional component. Yeah. I was thinking through um, my, what you're saying. I was thinking about um, a story that I think Zach Bush shared on Abby Marcus's podcast. And he was talking about how essentially we all come from the same source and we're all fraction fractions of that source. I mean, this is how they're laying out this description in that for you to love someone else or see someone else, they are a reflection of you. And just thinking about that and how that, how that, um, mixes with what, what you were just saying about separating yourself from yourself like why would you do that but mm-hmm. we do it like I do it mm-hmm. and then it's easy just to come back but I guess the longer you do it maybe the harder it is but well I think there's also ways of helping you remember or to come back mm-hmm. so for me writing has always been one of those ways when I mm-hmm. write I remember when I write I connect to who I really am I'm able to see the world from a new vantage point and I think for some people it's running when I run I'm free Mm-hmm. I connect back and for each person it's something different I think it's because you slow down and you stop spinning that story and you, your body 
naturally or yourself naturally comes back together. Mm-hmm. It's not like you sit and think about, I'm going to make the two halves come together now. They naturally want to be together. It's more work to keep them separate. Yeah. I think it's quieting the mind mm-hmm. so that you're, the rest of you can can find that harmony. Mm-hmm. And there's different ways. Like I said, different people have different ways. Being in nature is a huge one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Just that quiet and that stillness. Of course, meditation, we talk about a ton. I think music and dance and singing is another one. Um, our kids are both learning to play an instrument through school. And you've been playing the guitar a bit as something mm-hmm. fun to do, but mm-hmm. you're not a true musician. No, no. offense, of course. No, not no okay. offense take. <laughs> Uh, Our I son think, was asking me, like, you know, what chord is this? What string is this? I'm like, Buddy, no, I, I just play this one song. This one song I can play from the 90s. <laughs> well, that was the whole thing. You yeah. were inspired enough to, to pick out a guitar, buy it, mm-hmm. which is probably very uncomfortable for you. Uh, extremely. I like, rem- I love, I went and got a ukulele right after. I'm like, well, you get it something, I get it something. <laughs> I'm getting one. That I remember was- walking in and the, and the guy was like, <laughs> what do you want? What would you like to do? I'm like, I'd like to buy a guitar. And he's like. Or do you want this, that, this? I'm like, uh. uh it's so funny. I I just know you and I just know that that experience was probably uncomfortable for you versus yeah. me. It's like, well, I want it to be pretty. <laughs> so I did ask for a black one and he said, said no. absolutely not. Yeah. So that was nice of him. <laughs> but then our son, who's left-handed and needed a guitar, I bought him a black one and I was like, do not plant the seed that he should not have a black one. It's the only one I can find that was yeah. quickly to be gotten and left-handed. But anyway, we're all sitting there. They're playing their music. Olive's on her violin. Elias has strummed the guitar a bit. And I was just laughing. Like at 10 and 12, this is really their first exposure to an instrument, which is very old, I think, considering we're very artistic, creative, open, expansive family. We just Mm. really are not as musical in the sense that some families are with their instruments. Now, I will say our daughter and myself both have a tendency to walk through their house, completing tasks and singing. Yes, we, we, we do. And it's really funny to me because I'll hear her coming and I'll be singing another thing and she'll be singing and we don't even realize we're singing. If mm. someone's like, why are you singing? I'd be like, I'm not singing. What are you? <laughs> it's like a way of being. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to just share that that is another one that I feel like we don't touch on quite as much, but some people would just put on a record. Mm. People still do that, right? Yeah. They say that the sound is better yep. and just like feel their feelings laying down, maybe on the floor, listening to the music connecting back remembering who they really are what's interesting is you said feel your feelings i your feelings are a vibration mm-hmm. right uh, music definitely a vibration mm-hmm. nature definitely a vibration um I'm trying to think of the other things you were saying writing singing writing like they're all vibrations and it's it's just really interesting to me that you're talking about bringing yourself back together focusing more on what you want not run from and find a vibration that's like that like it's but it's really all about remembering i think yeah remembering who you really are remembering that vibration that you already knew because everywhere you go there you are (laughs) so if you like who you're with when you're alone which is yourself life just gets a bit more fun it gets a bit more easy not in the sense of no challenges, but there's a flow to it. And then everything feels a bit better. You can begin to enjoy your life a bit more. I think I'm going to wrap this one up, Tim. 
We appreciate y'all listening to the Lift a Life podcast. If you haven't already, please click over and leave a rating and review. Those help us a ton. We haven't gotten a new one for a while. Your help means the world to us. If you just go over to iTunes, type in the search, The Lifted Life, it'll pull it up. Even if you're already subscribed, I think you need to type it in to pull it up. And from there, it should offer you to leave that rating and review. If you could do that, that would help us a ton. We'll see you next week on The Lifted Life podcast.